0: Today on Locked On Rockies. They might have lost last night, but Ryan McMahon continues to have one of his greatest offensive streaks ever. Will it continue? Is this the best RyMac the Rockies have seen? You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Rockies podcast for today, the 30th day of May in the year 2022. I am your 2022, 2023. I am your host of the Locked on Rockies podcast, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked on Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. And if your team is the Colorado Rockies, we thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Shout outs to our everydayers out there. Bird Dogs is bringing you today's episode. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. And when you enter promo code locked on MLB, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler. Looks like this. I drink my water out of it Uh, there with every order. Check it out. I'm also wearing my Bird Dog shorts right now. Uh, We are here on your favorite streaming service free. Of course, we're also streaming live on the Locked on Rockies YouTube channel where you can be part of the show. You can let us know. What you want to uh, hear about the uh, the Rockies? You want to talk about the Rockies? You got hot takes about the Rockies as well? That's the place to send them. Uh, today on the show, we're talking Ryan McMahon. We're going to talk about that uh, game against the one and only Arizona Diamondbacks as they continue to be a real thorn in the side of the Rockies and uh, in the NL West in general, this is a team that's playing good ball and a team that is kind of interesting when you're looking at each of the, uh, the, the, the the potential uh, the, I'm sorry, the, the, when you're looking at kind of the random NLS team to, uh, to make an impact this, this fall, Coming closer to the end of the season, it might be Arizona. I don't necessarily know if they, I mean, San Diego has to figure it out. San Diego clearly has, as, as, on paper, the players and things to straighten things out and get organized. But Arizona just, man, they, they seemed, I know they were, I mean, Carl Kaufman has really not been necessarily great to start his, um, MLB career uh, with with the Rockies so far. Um, let's, uh, if you're curious about uh, Kaufman here, 11.37 ERAs in 12 innings pitched so far, seven strikeouts, a whip of 2.29. Uh, this is after three starts. Gabe uh, has uh, given up at least four earned runs in each of those three starts, walked at least two batters in all of those as well. So, yeah. Uh, hasn't necessarily gone great for Kaufman and, but it's also not necessary when you're looking at it and when you're kind of analyzing it, it's also unfortunate for Kaufman who probably uh, it it was getting, it was a little rushed and brought things up because of the Rockies lack of starting pitching depth. And I mean, kind of going through it right now, if you're really thinking about it and when you're, when you're breaking things down, but there's nothing much that he's kind of showing right now that shows that he has a dominant edge or some sort of ability to get Major League batters out. Because, man, they, they were loud outs yesterday. There were big home runs. They Arizona, I mean, but, and and honestly, the worst part is you, you kind of were, should have been able to settle into hopefully a little bit more of a groove when you start the game off with a four-run lead I mean that's gotta help you build your confidence and you, and you can't just let them answer right back and build those opportunities up I mean it, it really an, an unfortunate turn for the Rockies who who were uh looking to continue and and, and start this road series out with uh a, a nice uh you know hot start at to follow up taking down the Mets I mean that that's kind of the big thing there I mean I know the Mets are scuffling a little bit uh but it's a good team. The Rockies have now beat in a season series, and it kind of reflects the Rockies as a May. And, and this, this game as well, yesterday as well, the, it, it's a Rockies team that has potential. And it's a little bit closer to this Rockies team that we talked about and thought about in the preseason and with some of the what-ifs before all the injuries kind of started racking up. Since dealing with all these injuries and everything, the Rockies have been the second best team, had the second best record in the National League in the month of May other than the Dodgers. That's pretty impressive, and I believe I heard on the broadcast the Rockies have won six of their last eight series. That's a very solid stretch for the Colorado Rockies and a complete flip of what they were doing there in the start of April. So it's kind of a, a moment here where it's like, wow, what are the Rockies? Man, this Rockies team's got something. They got a little bit of this. They got a little bit of that. But then games like last night happen. And you're reminded where it's like, oh, man, the Rockies really don't have starting pitching depth. Oh man, some of these you know it's just like what are what what's the move when you when you continue to do this and, and when then you look at Arizona on the flip where it's young, it's fast, it's offense it's it's aggression, it's stealing bases it's it's kind of a a different again that when we talked we had the crossover with Millard Thomas and when we previewed this it it's just the different identities and mindsets of the two teams. When you look at these two teams, even though the Rockies have played better baseball and even a, and and a solid second month, they're not as exciting as Arizona. They're not as in as fun as Arizona. I don't look at the Rockies the same way when I'm watching some of the uh, of these Arizona teams, and even though the Rockies could have were in situations to win that game last night, and Arizona hasn't necessarily dominated this season, there's something about them and their willingness to play some of their players and their play style that makes me wish that the Rockies were doing that. I kind of and and I don't think that's a very surprising statement to say especially if you've listened to the pod and listened to things that I think the Rockies should be doing more of uh, and change their organizational philosophy around. The Rockies however have some really interesting players and some players that are doing some really interesting stuff and that's highlighted by no one more than Ryan McMahon. A player that I think If you've been following the Rockies, if you are a diehard Rockies fan, you had a lot of attention on this player this year, Ryan McMahon, because this is a guy that's supposed to lead this team, not only as a leader in the clubhouse, but a leader in statistical categories. This is a guy that's waiting to, to, or not wait, we, the fans have been waiting to really see, take a step forward offensively. And become a dominant force at third base or become the dominant player that the Rockies believe that he can be. And we're seeing flashes of that. And we're seeing the possibilities of Ryan McMahon really making a case to be an elite infield player. Which has a whole multitude of of possibilities for the Rockies, their future, Ryan McMahon's future as a whole. All sorts of interesting stuff let's dive in to the Ryan McMahon conversation let's look at some stats let's look at the uh the, the month of May for him and let's talk about the guy here who might be entering one of his best stretches at a potentially peak moment in his career uh when you're looking at some type of when you, when you when you when you take in some factors here let's do that here coming up in segment number two but before we do that, Got to tell you about our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has you covered when it comes to the sports gambling world. Folks, our Denver Nuggets are about to tip off against the Miami Heat. And FanDuel's got you covered all NBA Finals long. And right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500 that's two thousand five hundred dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. They got the simple, easy to use app. You can just go and check it out there on the app store. It's safe and secure. You get you you get paid out instantly as well. Simple, easy sportsbook action. All available at FanDuel, and on top of it all, you can get that no-sweat first bet. There's no better place to bet on all the NBA Finals action other than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. This is the Locked on Rockies podcast. We're free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. We're live on the Locked on Rockies YouTube channel where you can be part of the show. Just like Lux Ace when he says, what Arizona is doing is what we should have been doing this year and in the next couple years, letting their young talent play led by veteran players. That's technically what the Rockies are trying to do. And when you look at it, the Rockies have kind of that blueprint. But at some point you have to kind of move off from how much veteran leadership and veteran presence you have on your team, especially when you have a couple of veteran players that you can count on to be your guys. The Rockies have vets. It's the other veterans on these teams, and it's it's again, it's a Mike Mustakas, it's a Jurickson Profar, it's a CJ Crone. Realistically, how much do these teams add to your your your, your team? I, of course, we've seen great uh, Profar with the longest uh, on base streak uh, tied for in for it in baseball last night. Uh, who's who's I think. Picking things up and 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 really making a case for himself that he is still a a perfectly uh, serviceable and effective outfielder at the major uh, for for a major league ball club. Be interested to see what the approach with Profar is going to be uh, here, but. This is a team that needs to fully embrace letting the young guys play and embrace just having a couple of veterans. Do the Todd and the toddlers again with Chris Bryant and Charlie Blackman and and you know Kyle Freeland in your in your rotation. You can you can play more young guys. It's a better move for the Rockies. But the question about Ryan McMahon gets complicated. The Rockies love Ryan McMahon. I mean, I think this is abundantly clear. I think the Rockies for a long time have have believed highly in Ryan McMahon. The contract says so the way that they just the the idea, and I feel like just when they they hear stuff about the uh, uh, about the rocks, Ryan McMahon's always kind of included in that conversation. I, I think with him being so valued by the club, it's hard for me to think that the Rockies would ever move on from him. But there's gonna be a lot of teams interested in Ryan McMahon if he keeps playing like this. This is the Ryan McMahon we were hoping to see. And this is the Ryan McMahon that is your stud, one of your studs, and 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 a player that you can add into your infield to make another dynamic, dynamite, really good defensive infield with offensive potential. I mean Ryan McMahon, if he can, if he keeps this up, which is the biggest question about it, or so, or keeps up an improved offensive performance and a consistent offense. Ryan McMahon's going to turn into a stud. I mean, you you can't argue against the glove. It's been the frustrating at-bats. It's been the strikeouts. It's been the inability to drive runners in and clutch situations that kind of gets in the way and frustrates you about Ryan McMahon. But that has not been the case over the last few games and over the last couple of weeks for Ryan McMahon. Last seven games for Ryan McMahon, 462 average, 563 OBP, slugging a 1.077. In that time, he's driven in 13 runs off of 14 home runs, Twelve hits in forty in twenty six at bats, scored seven times, stole a base, and he's tied in hits uh, and strikeouts and walks at six and six. Going even further back to 15 games, 352 average, 453 OBP, slugging percentage of 704, another stolen base. He has more strikeouts to walks, though, so an increase in those strikeouts, 15 to 10 strike uh, strikeouts to walks, but 15 RBI, four home runs, 19 hits. He's doubled his home run total in the last seven games to give himself eight home runs on the season. He's scored uh, he's driven in over a third nearly half of his rbi on the season in the past seven games the past 30 really have been over half of his rbi he has come alive this month to be a solid hitter last 30 games for ryan mcmahon overall let's finish up the splits here and i'm getting these from mlb.com in case you're curious Last 30 games for Mac 264 average, an OBP of 347, a slugging of 491. He's got 110 at-bats in this time, 29 hits, four home runs, 19 RBI, 14 walks, and 34 strikeouts with three stolen bases. You'd like to see the strikeout numbers still go down. But let us if you've been watching the game, if you've been seeing things, Ryan McMahon was getting a little squeezed. On some strike zones, and and has had some of that happen this year too. But that's that's not nearly enough. That doesn't you know that that does that doesn't cover a, a huge chunk of those. But you're just seeing it go down. I mean, when you're looking at the numbers though, the strikeouts are improving. In the last fifteen, you know he he's had thirty four strikeouts in in overall, down to fifteen over the so so less than half of those strikeouts have come in the last year. Or the last 15 games and even closer to six strikeouts so I mean a little bit better on the pace of that and it's especially I think important there when you're looking at the last seven games in the stat line there of McMahon when it, when you're looking at the worrisome strikeout numbers and the striking out uh concerns that you've had from Rymac, six to six walk out to strikeout ratio that that I mean that that makes me feel better when I see when I see strikeouts and walks close, that makes me feel better. I know it's always going to be more. It's easier to strike out. It's more likely to strike out. So it it was, uh, you know. I, I, that's just I'm giving you kind of my personal when I how I feel when I'm assessing walk out walking strikeouts this and that. And uh, as Lux Ace points out, umpire really called it down the mid fastball, down the middle fastball ball yesterday. We have seen some questionable umpiring of late uh, across baseball I would say uh and that goes for and, and that goes for a lot of teams including uh you know both sides of the ball yesterday uh for for the Rockies but to go even back into those strikeouts for Ryan McMahon uh he has still struck out once in every game has only got one walk in the last three games but in that time home run in every game he goes and he picks up multi-hit games in in the last three games uh, and, and he's driven in multiple runs in the past uh, three games as well. So it's clear. I mean, it's 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 a it's it's a simple thing to say, but a big reason for the Rockies turnaround and the Rockies' success is Ryan McMahon, especially with getting it done with the long ball. Hitting home runs is very important. And Thomas Harding uh, tweeted out that the home run is slowly returning for the Rockies. And again, that's a good thing, and it's an important thing. Because it drive, we've seen, we saw it in last night's game, especially. You're so many opportunities, so many runners left in scoring position. You just the best way to not deal with it, clear the bases, and Ryan. I mean, man, Ryan McMahon's not just hitting home runs; he's hitting moonshots. I mean, he is crushing the baseball when he makes contact. This version of Ryan McMahon is an elite all-star level caliber player. This is someone if, if, that can help your team win. I don't think with, we've seen enough of Ryan McMahon to know that. I think there's going to he's I think he's going to be closer to kind of pits and valleys type of player where he's going to kind of go through to, you know good and bad stretches uh, as most players do. Maybe a little bit more exaggerated in the cases uh, for McMahon, but I think that this is going to be a, a moment for for him to really shine. I, I I think he's going to continue to highlight who he is, and it's going to pan out in two ways for the Rockies. It's going to pan out the Rockies re, reigniting their confidence in Ryan McMahon, doubling down, reinvesting, emphasizing, believing in Ryan McMahon, which would really change the the, the outcome of Valerius Montero and where you're going to put him and things of that nature. Or He's going to impress and the Rockies are going to get an enticing package for him, and the Rockies are going to be able to have a, to move Ryan McMahon to a team that would be looking for something to get the starting pitching to, to absolutely boost this pitching farm system. This level of play for Ryan McMahon can open the door for the Rockies to get some solid pitching prospects back. Ryan McMahon, if he's performing offensively and continues to do so, is a Gold Glove caliber player, a, a, a infielder who can play multiple positions, ideally third base, that can hit for power and has years control on contract. I believe, if I yeah, Ryan McMahon's got I think a couple of years on the contract. I'll double check, but that's. That's a trade piece. That's something. That's something you consider at the deadline. Ryan McMahon uh, is someone. If he, if you continue to, if he continues to play like this, is a very, very interesting option for the Colorado Rockies. So yeah, he is. Uh, he is signed until twenty twenty eight. He, you know, he could still, like I said, the, that that. If it's the other side, then the Rockies have control of Ryan McMahon until that time, and Ryan McMahon is entering really peak time of, of most athletes' career at 28 years old. You have a, If Ryan McMahon is truly striding into the player that it is long believed that he he is capable of being, it opens up a whole world of doors for the Rockies, depending on what they want to do. And the question was asked earlier in uh in the in the live chat, would you have Brendan Rodgers or Ryan McMahon? And that's a question the Rockies are gonna have to ask themselves. They're gonna have to if they want to commit to Ryan McMahon full for, for this whole time and they want to do everything, they're gonna have to keep him at first base. So you're gonna have to figure out what you're gonna do with Montero, you're gonna have to figure out what you're gonna do with Tolia. Locked on MLB prospects. Lenny Crosby tells us Tolia might be able to move into the outfield. But the outfield's already cluttered. It complicates things. That question of if you're sticking with both McMahon and Rogers, you have Tovar there at uh, shortstop. What do you do? Are you, that Then you definitely have to trade CJ Crone. Because if you, keeping Ryan McMahon and sticking with it means that you're not playing Montero at third base. I think that experiment, the Rockies, I don't think, are going to go back to playing Montero at third base other than off days for 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 Rymac. I don't think Rymac's going anywhere from third base now. The Rockies value that defense too much. It is, uh, there are lots of, of moves the Rockies could consider and can consider around. And, and Luxe says, why would we trade Rymack? Because Rymack, has, I mean, Rymac is a, is a MLB quality player that a lot of teams are going to need someone like him. A lot of teams are going to be looking for a, a power hitting infielder that can play elite level defense for a postseason push. They're going to have to leverage, you know, they're going to have to consider the contract. They're going to have to consider what it would take, but... This is a guy that has hit a home run now in what? Three, four straight games. This is a guy that's driving in multiple runs. All wall, being one of the, you know, you're confident in the defense. He is certainly the most interesting. If if this pace of play continues up into the trade deadline, Ryan McMahon is a thousand percent your most interesting trade piece. CJ Krohn's not going to get you much. C.J. Crone needs to be traded, but he is not going to get you any. He's not going to get you a starter. He's not going to get you really that great of a prospect. C.J. Crone, unfortunately, has not been the same player for an extended period of time since the All-Star game. But he's still also a piece. He's not as interesting as Ryan McMahon to a team. A power-hitting first baseman that's a free agent at the end of the year is not nearly... As interesting, if you—I mean, the, trading for Ryan McMahon is a big change in organizational move as well. It's—it's it, the—the it's a team trading for a player they believe in committing to, because you have to take on the contract. So, what are you going to do? How do you handle it? Going to be very tricky for the Rockies, and 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 the answer: Do I want Brendan Rodgers or Ryan McMahon? I mean, th- to be totally honest, if Mac- if McMahon continues at this, it, I, I want both, and then I want first base to be figured uh, Montero and Tolia. I I, I mean, I'm pretty. I'm the more I uh, Tovar once he learns how to not swing at a slider on the outside, or an out, yeah, I'm really encouraged by. But the Rockies having two very solid veterans there in the infield are great. And if Brendan Rodgers, the issues with the injuries continue, you're going to be able to move on. You know, I'm, I'm just saying, unfortunately, I really don't want this to happen. But you can move on. So. There is the, I guess, the potential at KB at first. That sounds like a, uh, a. Uh, it, it did not sound like that's a, a, a big time possibility coming anytime soon. So. Um, but Leandro, I, I gotta disagree. Crona is, I mean, Crona hasn't even been in the lineup, uh, for, for a while there. So you can uh, tell us all of your live, uh, live thoughts, your lie. I mean, and, and actually Leandro here, you, you put up a good point. Miami could use multiple players from the Rockies. They could be, they could use Elias Diaz as well. I mean, a power hitting catcher. I mean, the Mariners could use Ryan McMahon. Anybody in the playoff hunt that has a has a second baseman or a third baseman that's underperforming or just kind of middle of the road or not enough, a team certainly would be interested in making an upgrade with in Ryan McMahon. All right, let's uh, take a break real quick here and then do a little game preview of segment number three and kind of put a bow on what the our our thoughts on on everything here on today's episode after this word from our friends rockies take on the diamondbacks game number two tonight here looking for a bounce back dub for the rockies would love to see them get out ahead and jump out early Man, I did not know the Diamondbacks were thirty-one and twenty-three. That's a like basically the flip of the Rockies who are twenty-four and thirty-one, but certainly Rockies were in that game last night. Something uh that that's been kind of frustrating there. Uh against this team, this Diamondbacks team is it's the Rockies just have never been it, it man, it's just slobber knocker slug fests against these these uh, clubs all the time. So it's it's uh it's just been frustrating to say the least the diamondbacks have uh, currently beat the rockies now in three of four games this year and the diamondbacks have uh, scored uh, at least six runs in three of those four games Uh, seven actually if you do uh, if you got that the rockies have only hold them held them to under six runs uh, or seven runs once In the overall series, regular season series. So that's an example of this uh, Diamondbacks team. Certainly better on offense and aggressive and seasoned against Rockies pitching. Kyle Freeland, who's got plenty of experience uh, against the Diamondbacks going up against Zach Gallen tonight. It's going to be one of the better matchups. Probably the best, easily the best pitching matchup of the series tonight. Gallen has been good. Rockies, if they want to have a chance, again, it's got to come by getting out early. They are just uh, the... The Diamondbacks are going to be aggressive all game long. We saw that last night. We've seen it all season so far so in, in in these uh, matchups. So this is a Rockies team that's got to do what they did last night, and you gotta be able to lean on your veteran starter in that situation. You hope that if you can recreate the situation last night, do some early damage, that you can lean on Kyle Freeland to go deep into the or deep into the game, at least in the sixth and the seventh, which is honestly a must. Really, this is a Rockies bullpen that has been used. A lot. This is a Rockies bullpen that has uh, is is showing to is starting to show those signs of overuse, and this is a Rockies bullpen that's had to do a lot of heavy lifting for this rotation due uh, due to the injury. So the Rockies need Kyle Freeland tonight. He is the most important Rocky in the game tonight. Is Kyle Freeland. He's got to got to have a good start tonight if the Rockies want to have a chance here to get this game back. You can catch all the action on SiriusXM and on the SiriusXM app. Don't miss out. Search Locked On Rockies on SiriusXM and that's going to be where you need to go. Oh, Or just Rockies and you can select the feed of your choice. Folks, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Rockies. Good conversation today. Good big picture stuff. Kind of some interesting storylines starting to develop about the Rockies. Let me know. If you think the Rockies should trade Ryan McMahon, keep him or what they should do and your thoughts on his hot play and how the Rockies can take down the Diamondbacks in the comments below. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And thank you, Lux Ace, Leandro, uh, Mikolo, if I'm uh, saying that right, I might not be, for tuning into the show live here, which you can be a part of by subscribing to the Locked on Rockies on YouTube. Folks, back in action tomorrow, right here on the Locked on Rockies podcast. We'll catch you on the flippity flip.